Morning. Am I on? Yeah, okay. It's very lovely to be here. Um, what a gorgeous day. The sun is, oh, it just makes everything different, doesn't it? We see things differently when the sun is shining. Um, I wonder whether you can recall a moment in time where you suddenly saw something differently for the first time. Um, I had a couple of things that sort of came to mind when I was thinking about this. First one was when I was a very little girl and sitting on my dad's lap when he would sometimes have a beard and sometimes wouldn't have a beard. And I can remember sitting on his lap and seeing his face for what felt like the first time and being a bit almost scared of my dad's face because I hadn't seen his cheeks and I hadn't seen, you know, my dad's always been the same face, but he looked different and then he'd grow it back and then we'd have the same thing again and I'd, I'd sort of have a different kind of look when I saw him. Another time was when I um, went back very recently to Worcester, which is where I grew up and I lived there for about 10 years and I did, I did all my kind of teen growing up there. And I went back recently and I was standing on my street and looking up and down the road and it was the most beautiful street. <laughs> I'd never noticed it before. I'd never noticed the you know, beautiful Georgian architecture, the, 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 the tree-lined street I was on and the way that it linked with a race course and Britannia Square, this whole area, absolutely stunning. Yeah, I'd lived there for 10 years. I'd never seen it. I think I was like that. Um, but there is something about seeing things and having our eyes really open to the reality. And we, we've sung songs about God's kingdom today, we've, about you know him being risen from the grave and that he's here with us. And we sing those words and we, we mean them. We absolutely mean them. But there is a big difference between agreeing and thinking something and actually really knowing. And it's very interesting looking at this reading this morning where we're thinking about Moses desperate for God's presence, um, knowing that unless God is right at the heart of what's going on, how on earth are they set apart? How on earth are they going to be different? And it's interesting you know, just thinking about Mark got us praying at the beginning of the service for what's going on over our country and over the world at the moment. We need more than just ideas, good ideas, don't we? We need it to be different. We need to see things differently and we need to be transformed. So kind of that's what I'm talking about this morning. And just to kind of put um, Exodus 33 in perspective, um, God's people have just had a big mess up in number 32 of the chapters. So they have Aaron's um, sort of kowtown to what the people wanted and they've created this idol that's made out of all the gold and bits and bobs that they could find everywhere. Um, God is really angry with what's just happened. He's literally, him and Moses turn their back and there's chaos going on behind them. And we kind of begin the chapter with... The, with God's people laying down their ornaments and being in mourning because they've realized the severity of what's happened and the consequences. And God, very early on in that passage, says, I'm not going to go with you. You're stiff-necked people. I'm not going to go with you now. 
So you can see this sort of Moses panic, and we'll, we'll come to that in a minute. Um, it's really interesting where we are, where we have moments where our eyes are, are opened, properly opened. And I'm kind of going back a little bit to what I said before about my dad's beard. When I was 19 years old, I went to a church service. I wasn't a Christian. Uh, I didn't didn't like Christians, actually. Uh, and it was a bit gutted that I was going out with one um, at the time. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, I ended up going to church. And uh, I was in a service. It was probably four or five hundred uh, young people, student church, in the middle of London. Didn't really know why I was there. And I was in the middle of the service. The band were worshipping. I found myself in flood, absolute floods of tears beside myself with uh, remorse um, with you know, all the things that weren't right about my life the mess that I'd made um, thinking about God's people and they take off all their ornaments if I had ornaments on I would have taken them off and, but I was just I, and I, there were no words there was no thinking knowledge nobody had explained the gospel or I'd never read the bible you know I knew little bits of it but suddenly I was absolutely aware of the presence of God and it was like a thick heavy uh, presence Um, and it overrode all of the the stuff that was in my head about what Christians were like and all the the, the issues that I had and I straight to my heart and I had a kind of a time where I was just, I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. And then I was filled with joy. This overwhelming sense of being loved, being held, being carried by my Father God. Didn't know anything about him. I just knew he was good. I, I was loved by him and I wanted more. That's, that's all I can explain. And then at the end of all that, just such excitement filled my heart. I just wanted to take on the whole wide world. Does this sound like a familiar story to some of you? Um, in fact, when I became a Christian, I thought I knew everything and kind of went charging off to tell the whole wide world. Managed to upset my family and people around me, but they've been very gracious. Um, but there's something that changes. There's a transformation that takes place. And the reason why I'm talking about it like that today is because it's very easy for us to kind of look at Moses and the phenomenal way that God met with him. It says face to face as a friend. And Moses says, Lord, I'm not going to do what you've asked me to do unless you promise that you, as you are right now, you're going to go with me. So he, he knows that the, the, the ridiculously big, weighty task, hello, um, um, is too much for him to do. And if God's not going to be there, he, it's completely pointless. And again, hold that in the reality of the, the, the world that we're living in at the moment. You know, it's ridiculous. We, that we haven't got words. There isn't, there isn't answers. We need the presence of God. We need the presence of God to transform us right from our hearts so we can see the world as God sees the world and be a blessing to the world. Um, one of the things that I, I absolutely love about this church, and it's a genuine love, is that you have been so kind, so amazingly accepting, and so warm and friendly to me and Mark as we've moved into this new area. You know, you've welcomed us in. 
with all our, all our warts and all, but you've loved us. And I was thinking about, as I was preparing this, I was thinking, you know, to be known as a church that loves. People always say about here, this is a really loving church. People are really kind and, and they really love you and look after you. But my challenge this morning is to say, guys, it's not okay just to be a kind and loving church. That's not enough. We need the presence of God in our lives. We need to be filled with his presence so that we can reach the world that's out there. And that same presence, that weighty, that weightiness that I experienced that particular time, I don't have that all the time, but my expectation is that God wants to come and meet with us like that. And as a church family, we are the temple. We have become that temple and we are designed to be filled with his presence and to go about trying to do his will and his way without his presence is ridiculous too big it's too big um, we can't strive to become more like that the, the times in my life where God has, has done the, the biggest works in my life have been absolutely nothing to do with what I've done they have been what he's done for me when I've known absolutely it's not me. Otherwise, it would go, I think it would probably just go straight to my head anyway. Those times where I've been really touched and, and God's really changed me, it's all been God. It's all, always been about him. And we need to get ourselves back into a place where we take off our ornaments, we lay them down, and we allow God to come and fill us afresh, knowing who we are. And I don't know what those ornaments are for you, okay? There's nothing wrong with, you know, the, the idea in, in the first part of the passage is that they, God blesses his people. He loves his people to be blessed and prospers them. And therefore, you know, it could be ornaments, that, it could be jewellery or, you know, it's status. We are a blessed people. There's nothing wrong with that. But actually, he asks his people to take the ornaments off and that's when they get down and they mourn. And it's about a removing of those external things that just get in the way. And I don't know what those things might be for you. I've been really enjoying, I'll be really, really honest, I've been really enjoying going around telling people that I'm doing an MA at the moment. I'm doing an MA. People go, ooh, are you? Because it makes me feel nice. Okay? It's an ornament. You know, I've got four children. It's an ornament. I've got this, I've got that. We have these kind of things that we put on ourselves um, and actually what we need to do is lay all that stuff down we actually need to see just as the Israelites did the mess that they'd made and said actually God we need you to come right now and we need your presence we're not going to go anywhere without your presence I, kind of, I think I want to land about there does that sound about right? Um, so it would be really lovely. Mark's going to, I think, lead us into communion, but it would be really lovely to just pray for everybody. Are you up for that? <laughs> Do you want to stand where you are? It would be really amazing. Um. And, and be expectant when we pray. 
you know, God, God's with us all the time. God's omnipresent. We know he's with us. But there is much more that God wants to put on his people that we need. It's not an added extra. It's an absolute necessity. So I'm going to pray that right now. And I, as I look out, I look at people who are involved in um, different services up and down the country who, that are feeling... Um, the real weight and tension and stress of all the stuff going on with Brexit. I can see people who are carrying a huge amount of stuff. We need the presence of God. So let's pray. Father God, would you come? Would you come and fill your people with your presence?